This is Morning Jolt with Sister Ignatia from the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration. Morning Jolt is a production of Spoke Street Media. Wake up! Hello, everybody. Today, joining me, an august privilege, I might say, (laughs) my good friend and sister, Sister Margaret Mary, is here just to chat after I think I've brought this up, this topic up. A few times, maybe. A couple of years ago. <laughs> a couple of years ago. But hey, here we are, <laughs> sipping coffee and tea. A staunch tea, tea drinker. Tea drinker. Yes. Aside from just drinking tea and not coffee, could you maybe share a little bit where you're from, what you're up to? I am um, from the Lafayette Diocese. And um, I entered the community uh, in 2001. And so I've been here a little bit. I'm the provincial vicar for the community. So that means I help the provincial superior with whatever she needs. And yeah. And yeah, 2001, after the Jubilee year. Yes, the Jubilee year had many graces for me. Yeah. (laughs) And that was not the end of a road, but like maybe a culminating grace on a long journey of Jesus's graces on your life. And of course, it is snowing, and every time it snows, we usually are reminded of Sister Margaret Mary's uh, skiing past. Past experience. <laughs> <Stories>. <laughs> um, so I was hoping, yeah, that she would just be able to share with everyone, one, how Jesus drew her back, and then also just like how he has claimed her for his own in that journey too. Thanks be to God. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Yesterday, providentially, you know, on a long car trip, and I don't know if everyone else's cars still have roadmaps in them, but we still have an atlas in our car. And if we're really bored, it's good to like look through. So <laughs> we opened up to Colorado and <laughs> immediately. <laughs> what a park. <laughs> She's brought back. So maybe just a first question before we get into, yeah, your ski bum past, <laughs> reversion, vocation, how does a girl born and raised in Carmel, Indiana, get to Colorado in the first place? And ski, why, what, just maybe, how did that even happen? <laughs> well, it, it happens because your dad has conferences in places that have ski areas. And so you wow. go and he goes to meetings and, you know, you get some lessons. And it started there in Snowmass, Colorado with some lessons and then it happens again when you graduate from Purdue and go work in New Hampshire, oh. pretty much because it's got mountains, but because it was a good job too. Uh. But so I went there and the people I started hanging out with were skiers. Who's not over there? And so we would go to Killington, Vermont to ski on the weekends. And wow, icy, a, a little oh. bit different from Colorado skiing. Okay. But it makes you learn real well how to ski. Yeah, very fast. (laughs) Or else it's very painful. (laughs) So you fall a lot. So I was a skier. I was a little bit before snowboards became big. So I skied. Anyway, yeah, so that's how I ended up skiing because I skied in Killington. And then I ended up quitting my job with a bunch of people and moving out to, um, well, a bunch of people, three people. They knew people already that had quit their jobs the year before and gone out to be ski bums. And so... I learned about ski bums, and that's what we did. We quit my job, and my dad thought I was nuts. 
And um, like you just went to Purdue and now you're doing this and you're an engineer. Okay. <laughs> so I went out there and you get a job with a ski pass and you ski every day and you work in the mornings and evenings. And it's wow. a lot of fun. Wow. Yeah. So your friends just presented this idea like, hey, if you like skiing this much, you could just <laughs> come out with us and we'll just... Yeah. Well, one of them was like, well, my dad always regretted that he never just went out for a year and skied and then came back and, you know, continued life. And ah, so a year. We're like only a year. Yeah. We could, <laughs> oh, that's easy. Yeah. Come back. We'll do, you know, we'll reconnect. And uh, <clears throat> 10 years later, I ten. came back. It was 10 years. Yeah. It was 10 okay, years. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun, but it was sad at the same time. Right, at right. The beginning, yeah. right, because that is not the the glory of the story. It's yeah, not, it's yeah. not the mountains of Colorado. Okay, so we'll we'll pause you out in Colorado, but like maybe a little bit about like your faith journey, college, and then around that time when you made that decision to move out to Colorado, what what was your Going relationship with Jesus about? Okay. So in, at Purdue. I think I had not come back into my faith as an adult yet. I was still in my like childhood. I'm going to church. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I go to you know confession once a year, not mm. twice a year. You know Christmas oh. and Easter. You know that okay. kind of thing. Yeah. So it really wasn't personal as much as what you did, mm. and so that's what I did. Then when I got a job and moved out to New Hampshire, that's what I was working with. I wasn't working with, mm. Jesus, where are you leading me? Which parish do you want me to be at? You know, yeah. I, was, I was, okay, I went to Mass, and that was that, and then I didn't know anybody. And so pretty soon my friends started skiing, you know, Saturdays and Sundays, and so mm. I ended up going with them. And then pretty soon there was no Mass at all, no church at all, no praying at all. Mm. So... And it wasn't like this immediately, boom, I am not going to do that anymore. Yeah. I'm rebelling. No, it was just a slow, sad slipping away. And then, of course, if you haven't gone to Mass a couple times, then you have a little guilt feeling, a little, mm -hmm. he doesn't probably want me back now. I mean, I'm, you know, I kind of rejected him, so I feel rejected. Anyway, yeah. so it was that kind of thing. So what I did was, on the weekends, kept very busy skiing with uh, friends and yeah because mm -hmm. the busier you are the less you mm -hmm. have to think the more shallow you can be <laughs> so you don't have to think about those deep things that are <laughs> that are percolating and yeah. Uh, yeah trying to get you is that i mean not that we want anyone to stay in this place of like oh i just go to mass on sunday confession every once in a while maybe yeah so now that we want anyone to stay there but you seeing like how drastic even being there to to not Slowly, at all. Slowly, just nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so appreciate the grace of my baptism because mm -hmm. cut adrift. That's what you're worth. That's what you have. You have the bat your confirmation. Yeah. You have the spirit in you wow. that you're ignoring, and that mm. hopefully you haven't totally cut off. You wow. know, it's so important to personally know Jesus and know that He personally loves you yeah. individually before you set off into the world mm -hmm. and try to make your own way and connect with a new Christian community because you don't know what you're going to get into. And if you don't yeah. know the Lord, how are you going to go look for that community? You mm. just, you know, you don't even know to look for it. Yeah. You're just looking for friends. And so you're not alone, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The objective is to like not be alone. Yeah. And not like, be alone. And yeah. So, yeah. Oh, wow. So important. So in college to get with just your Catholic 
friends that will get you closer to the Lord. Yeah. However that happens mm-hmm. in your life. I'm just reading Elizabeth of the Trinity and just how, how aware she was of like the Trinity in her and Jesus personally present with her all the time. Yeah. So like when you say like that, we're, we're so desperate to not be alone Hmm. that we were always reminded that Jesus is with us (laughs) in us. Yeah. Like that reality. So you would say that you were already in that place of drifting away, distracting Mm -hmm. even before you went out to Colorado. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. But once I got to Colorado, there was nothing about the faith that was thrown at me because there was no parish in that town wow. or in the next town that I knew of. Oh, Now, there was a parish congregation, but they met in another church or in another, you know, or in oh, the okay. Silver Screen Theater or wherever they could meet because <laughs> there was no building. So so for a, a year, I'm adrift, okay. and, which is a dangerous place to be, yeah. you know, because uh, uh, the devil likes us to be mm-hmm. adrift so mm-hmm. he can give us all kinds of temptations. But then the next year I went back. Oh, you go home and work for uh, the summer and then come back. Okay, that's how ski bumming works. Yes. Okay. Well, at least well, where I was at. <laughs> and so they had built the church. Oh, the Saint Bernard's Church had been built and okay. um, an actual place instead of just a people. And so I had to drive by it every day. So then, good old Catholic guilt. I love. Wow. It. Yeah, the grace of the <laughs> baptism going, come to me. <laughs> oh wow! So, Jesus built you a church. Yeah, yes, he did. Wow. In an old Jesuit retreat house. Wow. And the the view behind the tabernacle was the mountains. So wow. Um, the beauty it, it just surrounds you. So I, you know, went back to church a couple times. Okay. But I just didn't reconnect personally yet. Yeah. Until I had a ski mom friend that said, uh, "Are you going to church?" I was like, "Oh." Uh, sure. Yeah, I go to I guess so. yeah, I'll go with you. So then she, thanks be to God, she was so outgoing. Mm. She personally connected with the priest and what do you need, Father, and how can I help? And wow. I'm like, oh, I was modeled how to, you yeah. know, actually be involved and mm-hmm. connect with the faith or even just the priest or just the, the congregation. So anyway, with her at my side, <laughs> this great friend that the Lord had sent. I just started getting uh, more reconnected with mm-hmm. my faith and with just Jesus being like, what What have I done? I haven't mm-hmm. paid mm-hmm. attention, you know, to, you know, your love for me at all, you know. So finally went back to confession and mm-hmm. I started taking RCIA because I had no clue wow. about the depths of the faith, you know, wow. as an adult. So mm-hmm. that's what the priest said. Why don't you sponsor someone for her? adult initiation. Uh So I did. Yeah. Wow. And that was fun because the catechism (laughs) had just come out. Oh, yeah. And oh, we we got the catechism. He bought us all a book of the catechism and we just poured through that. And Uh. oh, it was just a neat experience to come into the faith with other people that, Mm, you know, mm -hmm. we're just discovering the Lord's love for them. So. So that was then like what binded you to that community. Yes. Yes. And so then it became kind of real. And then pretty soon that wasn't enough. And (laughs) Sunday wasn't enough. And I just started going to mass during the week. Mm. And then that wasn't, and then I started praying the rosary again, which I had used to pray back in high school, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, every day. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) How do you go from that to uh, then not at all? And then, so yeah, you have to, your faith has to grow up with Mm. you. It really does. Then I was just like thinking, what do I, ha- I need more. I need more, Lord. What is the more I'm supposed mm. to do? I want to help. I want to help. Mm. That was like the 
So you started asking that question of like, yeah. where do you want me to? Yeah. What, yeah. yeah. Oh, what a, what a novel idea. <laughs> Lord, what do you want with me? <laughs> but I wouldn't have even known to ask yeah. that question. It was yeah. my life mm-hmm. and it was my fun. And, mm-hmm. you know, all the fun in the world doesn't take the place of yeah. uh, his plan and mm. what he's made you for. Because mm-hmm. that's not what he's made you for. <laughs> what he's made you for is fun, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you, you, you don't know oh. it until you let him pick it for you. So. <laughs> Yeah. Did you get any like reactions from your friends that that weren't really in, involved with the faith or with anything and they just knew you as oh we ski together and have fun but then like this transformation was happening in your life what, what did you get like interesting reactions or Um I in fact I didn't even know this was happening in my life as much as it was changing me oh. until I would hang out with my friends and they would start telling a joke and then they'd stop. Wow. Yeah. And I'd be like, no, well, what? what's that? Uh, we can't We're tell that with tell- you here. I was like, wow, what is going on? But I hey. didn't realize that it was uh, showing that mm-hmm. I was um, drawing closer and they noticed it and it was just wow. wild. Now, it didn't draw any of them closer because they were so <laughs> not of the faith and they were just like people that were like, whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is the modern mind of, mm-hmm. you know, if that makes you happy, then go do that, mm. you know? So, so I keep praying for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so that was when I know, knew something was happening that was more than just inside of me. Mm. But then uh, it still wasn't enough. And then had a friend call from Indiana that said, hey, we're going to year 2000 to this pilgrimage and the year of Jubilee, you know? Wow. And I'm like, oh. This is it. The, the, the Lord is, is answering more. me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can go and there's going to be priests and there's going to be nuns on this trip and I'm going to figure out what is going on inside me. I don't know. Wow. And there's going to be people to ask. And so that we did. Okay. We went to not not World Youth Day, but we went to Rome the year of Jubilee and mm. there were tons of people, even though it wasn't World Youth Day, it was just packed and groups everywhere and no COVID. Isn't that fun? <laughs> like we imagine. could all be together and... That was where I really realized that the Lord was calling me to be religious. And I mean, it was just almost like an instantaneous, we were in a CZ and we were chatting with, um, the, the girls kind of got together in the evening mm. and did a little small group kind of mm-hmm. chat. And that's when this sister turns to me and says, so have you ever thought of being a sister? And I'm like, what does that have to do with the con- conversation we're having right here? That has nothing <laughs> to do with it. But somehow the Lord inspired her to turn to uh. me and ask that. Yeah. So my reaction was kind of crazy. I stood up and my chair fell back and I said, okay, I'll go. I'll go to the convent. And the Lord, everybody looked at me like, what is wrong what with you? Yeah. So uh, as an engineer, sometimes I don't know what's inside me until it comes out. Oh, yeah, until yeah. it just yeah, it has breaks to forth. explode and break <laughs> forth. And then, so um, listen mm. to other people when they ask you questions. <laughs> mm, mm. People who know, know you. Better. Yes, yeah. yeah, they know you better than you sometimes. So anyway, so then I... It, you know, boom, come back to the oh. States and started looking for communities. And then in that time around around the year of Jubilee, is that when you moved? Like you didn't go back to Colorado, you stayed in Indiana? Or you- um, I had to go back and get my house ready to sell. Oh, wow. That was like your next Yeah, step. it was just wow. like, boom, we're doing this because this is what the <laughs> Lord wants. And I was so, ha- you don't know how happy I was. Then we went to Rome after Assisi and I was like, tears of joy. And the whole group was like, well... And there were uh, three other guys that entered the seminary from that trip. Wow. And yeah, it was just 
full of graces. In um, Lafayette Diocese? Or? Lafayette Diocese. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It was for Saudi Society of Young Adult Catholics. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a great group of young adults. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, sold the house. It was so funny because when I went back and I told my little parish community there, I'm going to be a oh. sister, they were all so happy oh. because of their daily mass goers, mm-hmm. you know. And the priest came out, walked me out and said, oh, this is great. And then he saw my, he's an older priest. Mm-hmm. He saw my big truck, which I used to drive out. It's brand new almost. Yeah. And he saw my truck. He said, you're never going to enter the convent. You just got that brand new truck. And I'm like, what is that truck to the Lord's call? I was just like, no, but it doesn't matter. You don't understand. <laughs> yeah. House, car. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Give it all to the Lord. And what That's did you... That's how freeing the Lord's will is. It's just, you You got to listen. <laughs> uh, just gotta, well, and it's even if you don't listen, thing. he's yeah, going to... You know, he'll, he'll come through. Yeah. You can be... I was surrounded by beauty all the time of the mountains and through that beauty, he, mm. he came and got me. Mm. You know, it's just... That beauty's not enough. Right. Even though it's just like amazing. Yeah, just uh, as an appetizer. To yeah. Something yes. Else. It's an yeah. appetizer. It's a small bit of what's truly there. And I thought how amazing um, like your your name, Margaret Mary, and just like his drawing, draw, his drawing you to himself and to his heart. And like, and your mm. baptismal name is Margaret. So you figured that was... Not an accident that... No. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. Like when you were even entered and like then praying about a name and you're like, was that just like over your whole story? Like, no, Jesus has like brought me to himself this way. And Well, I always had that connection with St. Margaret Mary because Mm -hmm. we had to pick a patron saint in fourth grade Ah, when uh, in our lovely Catholic school down there, Our Lady (laughs) Mount Carmel uh, in Lafayette Diocese. So I've always had St. Margaret Mary as a friend with me. Mm. I didn't always talk to her personally or anything, mm-hmm. but I always knew how the Lord showed her his heart and mm. how he loved mm. us, you know. Mm. So that was always back there, you know, down down inside mm-hmm. um, to grab onto. So when I entered the convent and when I came here and uh, was adoring the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, his heart there for us, visible for us to see, mm-hmm. I knew I was supposed to be here, first of all. And then I knew I had to, when I was praying about my name, I didn't even think about any other names. I thought, <laughs> St. Margaret Mary is my saint, and she got me here. And yeah, and I don't want to leave the Lord's heart. And <laughs> that's where we're going to stay. So that's the name I, I gave a couple names. We, we give three names mm-hmm. when we suggest names. And the first one was Margaret Mary. And the second one was, was Sister Mary Margaret. And the third one was... <laughs> Claire Marie, and I knew I wouldn't get Claire Marie because that's my mom's name and St. Claire, of ah, course. Okay. But we had so many Claires, I thought, eh, I don't have to worry about that one. I won't get that. So I kind of fixed it a little bit, but I knew that. We've all, yeah. we've, yeah. I mean, let's be serious. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the Lord kept me in his heart. And yeah. And what about that friend that like first kind of started like drawing you back by her example, like when you told her? And oh, she like was, was so happy. Yeah. Yeah. She came from a big Chicago Catholic family. I think 10 kids, Michelle, and huh. she married a ski bum friend who was also Catholic from <laughs> wow. out east. And wow. they got married and had a beautiful marriage, couldn't have kids. And so kind of gave their life to helping out wow. church and kids and all kinds of stuff. They're just a beautiful couple. And then her husband died of cancer. And yeah, so she's still in mm. the Chicago area. Mm. So... I mean, so it's, that's a joy to know your your friend that got you back to the faith is still yeah. traveling that journey with yeah. you. 
And then you pray for the ski bums that are still back there. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they'll listen. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe they're <laughs> surrounded by beauty. They've got to hear it someday yeah. or they'll hear it in the way he gets yeah. them to hear it, you know. I love John's gospel, chapter 15. I sent you to bear fruit and fruit that will last. Yeah, we're meant to bear fruit that's going to last. So yeah. I'm sure she, yeah, hopefully feels that like yeah, yeah. her connection of like being a friend and just the doing, support. following her her call in her daily life to like yeah just do what the Lord wants you to do. And then, yeah. Wow. She's could still be my mentor because she's still that good. at. <laughs> <laughs> Some people have the graces. And then the friends that invited me to the Frasati mm. pilgrimage, she ended up being inspired to start O'Connor house down for um, unwed mothers oh. and to help their babies and everything wow. down in Carmel. So, I mean, we all got a little bit of a call and we all yeah. are still supporting each other wow. in this journey. So it's beautiful. Yeah. Once you start this deeper connection with the Lord and the Catholic world just becomes all of a sudden so small mm -hmm. and you're journeying with all these people and no matter how long it is before you talk to them again, you're know that you're still together because you're yeah. together in front of the Eucharist, you know, it's, yeah. that makes everything feel even closer too, or you feel more, the family mm -hmm. gets bigger, but yet smaller, you know, or more <laughs> intimate, I guess. It's like I deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Deeper. Yeah. Deeper. Yeah. Yeah, I find that people that I'm praying for are so present to me, probably more present to me than I am to them. Yeah, or that you could be if you were sitting next to them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, I'm thank feeling, yeah, like a part two about something. Just like so many good things about what that feeling of like being adrift is like and then what calls you back and then community and God's grace and like, I don't know, just... I'm happy oh. to come back and talk. <laughs> is that a promise? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're so easy to chat with, oh, Sister wow. Nation. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you, Sister Margaret Mary. You're and um, thank you for everyone for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next time. I hope you like religious life as much as I do. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, Contact us at our website, ssfpa.org. He leads, I follow. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.